She's got more bedrooms than me, so technically she should have a higher rate. Yes. Yet I'm the one raking in the dough. Yeah. So people don't realize like... You can't just do nothing. It's yeah. not like that. It's not like you just open up and put college dorm style mattress on the floor and make my money. It's not like that. Yeah. You got to put the effort. Hello, and welcome to Real Estate Investing Deal Deep Dive. I'm your host, Jeremy. The Deal Deep Dive offers lessons learned from Canadian investors while scaling their portfolios. If you're looking to scale your investments, listen to stories from those who have already been there and what they did in your shoes. Hey everyone, welcome to the Deep Dive Deal Podcast. I am right now not Jeremy, as you can probably notice. I am actually your good friend, Carlos. I am here right now because Jeremy has decided to try to get himself killed by having upper respiratory infections. He's been out for a month, so he asked me to hop in. So I decided that I'm gonna call it the short-term rebellion because we're gonna talk about short-term rentals. Now, a lot of you guys have have some experience or have heard about short-term rentals. And then online, there's a lot of people who go on and they talk about how amazing short-term rentals are, how you can make a lot of money. However, things can go very, very wrong in short-term rentals, just like with long-term. One of the advantages of short-term is it's a little bit more forgiving, you have a little bit more protection but also you got to do a little bit more work to, to set the groundwork. Joining me today is my friend, Jenny Lee. So yes. Jenny Lee, who are you? So I am known as the referral queen. I've had a business for 14 years as referral queen, doing all sorts of dynamic things. I've rebranded the brand and the business lots of times over. We used to do a lot of marketing, a lot of marketing musicians, a lot of really cool, exciting, dynamic things, events. So I had an event business for 10 years and then I landed on Airbnb. Somebody told me there's this cool thing where you can travel and rent places that were people's homes. They're all vamped up and I had tried it out myself. I had renovated a long-term rental trash department in 10 days and they Airbnb'd it and had a big success with it. So I was getting a lot of those bad stories. We called it like our renovation rescue, like a pay it forward. And that's how we kind of got started in the Airbnb short-term world and we just loved it so much we've been doing it since 2016 till now yeah so how did you get started what exactly got you what was your first property like so the very first property a friend of mine Soren who had a travel show a travel TV show travel by yeah. dart he actually had an, a place in the north side that had long-term tenants and the long-term tenants had skipped out on the rent the last month he was supposed to be moving in in like 14 days when he discovered they'd left and he went into his place and saw how bad it was. Cats had chewed even the door jams. It oh, was like all the rubber around the door. Kids had poured nail polish all over, carpet all over the bathroom. It was like a total disaster. And we were on a project together, a marketing project, doing a pay it forward app, like kind of how to gift people in secret, cool things and do something really feel good. And I had a deadline with him. I was like, Car like you have to, Soren, be on top of our project for TELUS, Spark Experience. And if you now have to go deal with this reno, you're going to, not keep our deadline so let me deal with your reno mess and he was like what are you talking about you're in marketing Jen I said no actually I went to school for interior design hand me your keys you don't come home you just leave wine at the door and I'll have it done on your due date October 1st or whatever yeah or the end of October it was kind of that snowy cold and so he handed us the keys and we literally went and got sponsors and he sent a camera guy to keep filming us so we filmed it we filmed the craziness we had even a Santa come and drop off you know Tim Hortons to us one of the days we had a whole bunch of volunteers I had partnered with an interior designer Natalie who wanted to do some cool dynamic things and she had a lot of furniture she wanted to get rid of and revamp for the new season so it was great we had donations from Canadian Tire Natalie's company you name it we put like a $40,000 package he just thought 
thought we were going to fix it, but we actually furnished it and got it ready. It could be fully Airbnb, good to go in a snap. And we made it a little bit personalized, put up cool maps on his walls, as lots of us do, because he loves travel. Put a dart in the map, you mm -hmm. know, because he throws a dart at the map wherever he's going to go. And that was kind of our beginning. I'd never heard of Airbnb before... Soren told me that that's a lot of the travel he would stay in Airbnbs and he wanted to Airbnb his place because he'd be away a lot. So every time he'd leave town, he could Airbnb it. When he comes home, it's back for him. So I thought this is a very cool, I've never heard of this concept. And that was like 2015. And then 2016, we got involved starting with our own house, an acreage mm -hmm. that I had, and then starting with a downstairs basement suite, two bedroom, and we lived above it. We moved into the city and we started checking out different zones and how to partner with people and revamp their long term into short term. Yeah. Yeah. So I've noticed, especially most of us older Airbnb hosts, it was always like an accident. An that accident. Now we get into Airbnb. Fell on it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we hear about it. We have a, like a crisis property. Like our, my first one was a condo. It was my mom's condo that was underwater. Oh. So we just threw it in and said, let's see if it works. So it's, it's kind of interesting how things were back then compared to now. And I think it's still even that way now. I hear a lot of people come to it through pressure. Like they've had a bad long-term experience. They keep hearing about Airbnb in the market. I usually get phone calls from a realtor that can't sell a listing. They won't get what they need out of it. So then would they consider Airbnb instead of selling their inventory, whatever property they're sitting on? So it's been really cool that a lot of times it's a problem and a crisis and they don't know what to do. And then getting called was like very cool to transfer someone's way of thinking from long-term to short-term and what the risks and the rewards can be. Yeah. That's cool. So now what was your profile or portfolio look like nowadays? Well, my portfolio, because it is a lot of times realtors and other persons owned properties, we have very revolving inventory. We're yeah. like very unique in that market. A realtor will call me and we may list the property on Airbnb and get it beautifully staged, but it's also being shown at the same time. So we had a property in Mayfield. We did a 30 day reno. Mm -hmm. And then we listed it and we had two guests that we host, one that was here for like, you know, bodybuilding competition. And then another guest who was here, a teacher, and then another guest who was here moving from Newfoundland to here at about three guests we hosted and then the house sold in 41 days. Oh man. So because it's so beautiful now, you've made it so friendly, so welcoming. I come from that interior design background. People really could feel the house and it was very disheveled. It was in Mayfield. Yeah. She would have never got what she was asking. It was real like tear down dirt basement but we made it so beautiful a teacher said oh i want it right away before school starts and yeah. bought it so sometimes we have inventory that literally i don't hold very long which yeah. is the sad thing when you do good work <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of investors we do have hold their properties for one to two years we have a lot of one to two year contracts and then of course my own of course we hold we are not selling we don't want to sell we want to hold until that house is well worth it even in the good times and bad you know how it is slow season yeah. high season high season makes up for it when you're making double triple what your normal monthly is you better capture that and over a whole year it's definitely worth more than a long-term tenant who will you know depreciate your asset mm -hmm. wear and tear and we're in there all the time cleaning it making it perfect so we always feel you'll hold the value and you won't mm -hmm. have a like a oops at the end where you go oh my god now i'm seeing my tenants trashed it after a year and now i've got to put 20 30 back in that never happens with airbnb because you're seeing it all the time every month mm -hmm. every week even if we have a long-term guest we clean it every month and we do a check every month there's no way someone's not getting a bi-weekly or a monthly cleaning where we could see if something's wrong 
So, I mean, there's all those tips and tricks we all do. I think that's one thing I, I get from a lot of people is they think that having an Airbnb increases your wear and tear mm-hmm. when it really decreases it. it totally decreases it. I mean, it. like when people come and stay in Airbnbs, they literally come, they sleep, and then they go somewhere else. Exactly. So the house is empty most of the day. And then the other thing is, like you said, you're there. If there's a ding in the wall, you're repairing it right away because this is your product. Yes. You and we don't want a bad review. Of exactly. course. Yeah. And those guests will tell you. So a long-term tenant might not want to tell you that the toilet's been leaking and the water bill is exorbitant, but the guests will right away. The guests yeah. will notice all those things and they have no problem telling you because they know you want it pristine and they don't want the hassle of something and going wrong. Not to mention that you they're liable. The, the financial incentive yes. to go and make sure you fix that so that yes. way the next guest doesn't complain. It's more it. like people treating like a hotelier, right? They're going to tell you, oh, I'm out of towels or oh, something happened. I've even had guests admit when they've done a boo-boo, like big bad boo-boos. Yeah. I had a guest call me at like 10 at night. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm not a bad guy, but I put a hole in your bathroom door. And I was like, what? He goes, my girlfriend was in there having a bath, having wine. I worried she fell asleep in the tub so I literally busted the door I'll pay for it no like I want to tell you right away before we check out in two days so you could fix it and have it fixed Mm -hmm. super nice guy thank god he tells me right away so we could literally order a door have it installed the next guest never has a problem because that's the worst is if a guest doesn't tell you and you can't fix it before the next guest sees the boo-boo yeah but we've had boo-boos and people admit it and pay 200 bucks the door was fixed he was apologetic and i didn't have to worry right it's actually funny because right now we're in one of my airbnbs and literally right here on the wall is where a guest had literally fallen off the bench put a hole in the wall he sent me a picture and everything i was just like i'm so sorry just just send us the bill yeah so like in that case, it was a big hole. So yes. if it's a little thing, I'll usually just eat the cost. Yes. But with something like that, I said, sure, but I can just send it to him at cost. Exactly. I don't have to do any markup or anything like Maintenance that. Maintenance guy come in and there's yeah. the bill. It's simple. And the reality was I could tell the other guest who was coming after that because it was the same day. There wouldn't yeah. be time to do the complete repair. Complete thing. I told him in four, like four days in advance, hey, hey there were, the last guest damaged the wall. Yes. Gonna, we're going to be repairing it, but you'll notice that there's going to be mud on the wall here. Yes. And they were cool with it. Exactly. I think like that's the thing too is all of short term have like a lot more respect for like if you tell them preemptive. Like, mm-hmm. hey, the next door is getting work done. You may hear some noise before they arrive and then they're easygoing. They're not complaining. Or... You know, we allow pets, right? And pets can do some little boo-boos too. I've always had people let us know, right? We have very few great pet hosts and pet inventory. I think like honestly, when people are looking for a short-term pet friendly, there's a lot less of that market. So that's always been our niche. We've had Mm -hmm. 89% of all our listings pet friendly. And then you're going to get damaged, but less than children, I think, and less than long-term, it's still not that bad. We've had a puppy chew, of course, baseboards or something. Mm-hmm. And then they tell us and we just fix the baseboard and they've always been good to pay. And they give you that pet fee. So you've got the buffer anyways. So sometimes, yeah. like you say, we'll eat it. We'll go, oh, you gave us that pet fee. Don't worry. We know pets sometimes get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. Make sure you have a kennel at your next stay. But we've had a lot of people return. Even when there's been a little boo-boo, we fix it together and they return. Yeah. They're return guests. That's the best thing. Like you, you end up finding out who are like the really good quality people and who are the people you definitely don't want to host again. Exactly. When you walk into a surprise terrible review bad review all yeah. that stuff when you have somebody who's preemptive and shows that they respect your property yes it, it makes a big difference oopsies can happen oh they happen expect exactly happen. exactly we're all human and pets and children are unpredictable things could happen but as long as the host knows ahead it's always so great i've i've literally had only make maybe in the whole 2016 to now 
218 reviews I have on my portfolio alone and you know more than 50 different properties very different we've maybe only had five experiences where I could say these were absolute horrible guests mm -hmm. never would recommend them hope that they are totally taken down off Airbnb and no host ever has to go through the stress of it maybe five out of 218 reviews and maybe 400 guests we've ever host yeah. like that's nothing out of curiosity was summer 2020 bad for you Summer 2020, hmm. I, you know what? I actually hosted a movie. Oh, so really? Knuckleball Productions was using our acreage. And yeah. so because it's the manager, right? The crew manager that pays for everything, picks the Airbnb and puts all the staff in there. The staff definitely did not treat my yeah. place lovely. It wasn't too, too bad, but we did have, you know, things like that. If it's someone else booking, yeah. insurance adjusters sometimes or a boss booking for staff yes was putting an in installation then sometimes you have them they're younger irresponsible they leave it a mess it's maybe yeah. more the mess not the damage yeah summer 2020 we call it the party getting mm -hmm. but that's because all the bars were closed the oh, clubs yes. were closed totally all the halls were closed but then somebody figured out hey we can book an airbnb and throw mm -hmm. our party there get together yeah yes and then some rappers were rapping about it as well Mm -hmm. So if that's the only time I've ever had issues with par, par, with a lot of parties. Parties, yeah. Just for those two or three months there. Well, we were really careful. We kind of said no parties, only events, and we'd vet them, and I would do the event host with them. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, you wanted to host a bridal shower? Now I knew who it was. I'm meeting with the mom. I'm meeting with the daughter. <clears throat> we're putting in the decorations. We're putting booking the karaoke machine. We're trying to make additional monies on every single piece that they might do in the home. Mm -hmm. So we protected ourselves a lot. We would host events, family guests get-togethers because of COVID too, you know, Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas dinners, things like that. But yeah. we wouldn't allow parties per se. And we'd always ask age and number of guests and we would bill per guest. And that usually got rid of anybody who was cheap and cheerful. Yeah. We did have one 21-year-old birthday party that they didn't tell us and a little bit more messy. A lot of sparkles and balloons to pop, but nothing too bad. Yeah. <laughs> glitter. Glitter's yeah, the worst. Glitter. Oh, oh it's like impossible to get out. <laughs> we had a uh, carpet down in this house before and we ended up having a, a, re a really weird party. A group of people came. They ended up getting blood on the carpet. Oh, no. Which is okay. It happens. Yeah. But they then tried to clean the carpet with bleach. Themselves? Yeah. Oh, and they wrecked. So it wrecked oh. the carpet, but Airbnb got us a new flooring, Perfect. which was nice. So Perfect. thank you, Airbnb. Yes, Airbnb <laughs> resolutions, if you know how to use it, you're gold. Yeah. If you don't, then you're in trouble. Yeah. People don't <laughs> understand, like... I always tell people Airbnb Resolution Center is like Apple Care. Yes. So they will literally do everything, replace your phone, do all that. You just have to jump through all the hoops. Jump and if through you miss any hoop, you're screwed. Yeah. With Airbnb, same thing. You need to jump through all the hoops. You need to obey all the things they ask you yep. to in a timely manner. But they will literally pay for a ton. And you just had a huge claim coming in. Right? I did, yeah. So in this whole entire time, we've been Airbnb host, joint venture, arbitrage, owned our own. We've done everything you can imagine in the Airbnb short-term game. We've never, ever had a theft. We've never, ever had a robbery. We've never had to call the police outside of two incidents this year. One squatter that didn't want to leave after overstayed his welcome down in Queen Mary. That's the downtown crowd you sometimes get. And this last guest, I literally had a beautiful home that is actually owned and lived in, but we were now doing short term for people that are trying to retire, you mm -hmm. know, snowbirdish. So he was going to Panama for three months, semi-retiring, wanted to see what it was like to Airbnb his house because maybe he'd just do that when he fully retires next year and keep the house. And we had the very first guest used his real name. His, he matched his photo. I meet guests in person, especially when a house has like wood burning stove and lots of complicated things. I meet them, talk to them about every piece and tour them in person. This is not always common, but I do that, especially yeah. when it's a property someone lives in. We've locked up all his goods in the basement. We locked up all his goods in the garage. 
garage, high-end cars, Maserati, Infinities, all these nice things, oh, all locked up. And the guest said he was staying for one week because his home had mold and in renovations. Seemed very legit. He needed pet friendly. They have a lab. No problem. We're mm-hmm. pet friendly. After a week, the guest extended a second week, said the rentals weren't done. No problem. Seemed all fine still. No neighbors had contacted me. I always tell all the neighbors who we are. Everything seemed fine. And then he started extending day by day by day for four days and then checked out family day weekend like in the middle of the night, 1 a.m. So then when I go to the house, it looks very clean, neat. He send me photos, but I don't go, of course, one in the morning. You go like in a day or two. It's the weekend. The cleaners come with you. And I realize all the doors and the jams and the moldings near the doors look tampered, look touched up with paint, you know, where there's kind of like the latch, it looked rubbed. And yeah. I went, oh my God, I'm gonna run home, get the keys to these two lock spaces. I'm the only one with keys and look inside. Garage was ransacked, catalytic converter cut out of the affinity, oh my which was like a $7,000 nightmare. They were smart. They were smart thieves who left it pristine so that I'd hope, they probably hoped I wouldn't notice. The cleaner might just come and not notice. Those spaces are locked. Think everything's good behind those closed doors and that we would keep hosting and not be able to pin it on who did it. But no, yeah. I came and checked everything and realized that whole basement, they stole his clothes, his wife's jewelry. Oh they got into gosh. the safe. The safe was how they got the keys so that the alarm wouldn't go off in the car while they oh, cut man. the cat, right? So they had the keys, the clicker. And then they hid the keys in the basement desk office. So now they weren't in the safe again. Of course, the homeowner would have some things locked up. I wouldn't know what they are, yeah. right? And certain watches and jewelry. So that was a nightmare. And then of course, that homeowner now wasn't home within the 30 days of resolution. I had to ask resolution, can I not start this claim? I won't host a single other guest until it's resolved for an extra 60 days because he's not home from Panama yet. I've got to wait for him for 45 days. He's going to even shorten his trip. Okay, no problem. Thank goodness. Start a claim number and then get it all done. Deal with police reports. You name it. We've never had such a bad... The theft is now over 40000 Holy crow. But they didn't go ransacking the house. The house was still pristine. They had some damage yeah. to the carpet too, like bleach, trying to get out stains. It looked like they spilled some red juice or maybe nail polish, makeup, who knows, yeah. on a few spots. But otherwise, they tried to make it look good. Good cover up. Yeah. Get into the lock spaces. So that, that taught us a lot. We never usually do homes where the personal effects would be in the home. Yeah. We usually make sure everything is a fully an investment property and everything personal effects is out. Mm-hmm. But this one we thought, well, we're locking up these two spaces because this is a trial year of him just every time he's away. And then next year when he's fully retired and living South America, we could do it full time. Yeah. So sadly, I'm like, oh, I'll never do this again because I always tell a client when we're going to Airbnb... If you have anything valuable that I couldn't just hand you a, a check for instead of like it's irreplaceable, take it out and lock it up elsewhere. I always yeah. tell guests that. I always tell owners that. If there's something really valuable here, your grandmother's artwork, let's get it off and put just generic. Nothing of like sentimentality should be left in an Airbnb. And this time we just broke the rule by locking up all the sentimental and they got it all. Man, a lot of it. The one time. It was a nightmare. And it's the very first guest we hosted in his home. So he's had a very bad stain, you know, of Airbnb where I say this is really rare. But I think yeah. it's the times. It's a sad thing about the times. But definitely the guy had a rap sheet. Cops said he's known to them. And we found some terrible things in the garbage. Like somebody's giant court documents with a whole bunch of rap sheet for a female that might have been staying at the house too. Oh, man. Just got out of jail February 14th on Valentine's Day. So she probably came there and did the whole thing with him because he had perfect reviews i was like how does this guy have two years of perfect five-star reviews and do this like with your real name would you want to no like that's not smart 
So I think maybe it was her, him, who knows, but he's liable. He's the booking guest and he was met in person face to face. I know it was him. So sadly, he'll be the one charged with everything. So the cops have a warrant out for his arrest Canadian wide and he'll be charged. So that's the good news is police do care to still work with us. They're excellent. Mm-hmm. We're hospitality. We're not a long-term tenancy. We would have been screwed. We would have not been able to do the same things. And insurance, we didn't extend a whole bunch of different, unique, short-term insurance. So now it's Airbnb to cover that. You definitely want to buy a license so that they are going to help you. Yeah. There's just so many rules about Airbnb that now have changed over these years. So yeah. to protect yourself, all the ability is there. But if it's a brand new host coming to this game, there's a lot of things you got to know. Yeah. Yeah, it, there, there's a big learning curve. And, Huge. And honestly, a lot of it, like, it, like this is the nightmare stories that come yeah. from how many years. It's of, so rare, so yeah. rare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when when we go doing our, our short term rental stuff, we are trusting that the guest yes. will be good. And that's a big them. reason why Airbnb has air covers. So yes. That way, when this happens, there is a recourse. So that way, we can make sure. In your case, your clients. Exactly. But at the end of the day, whoever's Whoever's running the property, they get their stuff covered. Yes. So normally it would be all my stuff, but it was still all his stuff. Yeah. Because normally we'd move out everything personal and we would be buying all brand new and it would be Airbnb friendly furniture. So, you know, it's more durable and who cares? And we can duplicate it again if something's missing or broken. We're just buying the exact same thing on the exact same website, right? Yeah. It makes life easy, right? You don't have to change the photos or anything drastic, but this is his couch now that has the stain or his carpet. And like you said, you have to then wait on and do the proper hoop jumping. Yeah. So we've got some great partners, great maintenance people over the years that can go in and in 24 hours get something fixed, right? which we're lucky that's not everybody has got like that kind of oh yeah i'll be there for you jen right now you know good guys that'll do it to put it right yeah there's you end up developing systems over time yeah yeah like the first time you have a party it's a nightmare hopefully it isn't the same day so you have time to clean it up (laughs) exactly but nowadays if they have a party in this house it's just literally like oh Got to call because I have two cleaning teams. Yeah. Call both cleaning teams. Get them in here. If I have a guest, tell them, hey, it's going to be late. Just yep. tell them to come in, get all the garbage out, get everything cleaned up. Yeah. Anything that needs to be just stuffed into a closet, just stuff it so, and hide yeah. it. Yeah. So. We've done the things like paying for people's dinner. You know, yeah, when a party goes do down, we do yeah. it. It's like you're actually lucky and spoiled if something goes wrong with the Airbnb you booked that and usually the they're good hosts, no. they spoil you. I know, but we did have a guy because we were downtown. You know, downtown's where yeah. more chaos is going to happen. And we were like, Roger's place is pumping. There's a really great restaurant. We sent them everything and we said, we'll take care of your bill, whatever you eat or drink, because this place is not going to be ready now until seven instead of four o'clock check-in, right? We yeah. needed the time to clean it. And uh, yeah, so most people are really happy. They're like, oh, great. You know, and you could drop your bags still to us no problem and we yeah. put them in safe and we met them they were happy yeah because uh, i've got downtown studio apartments i mm-hmm. always just say hey we'd like to buy you dinner yep. i know this is a major inconvenience we'll send you a skip the dishes card oh that's so, always good too yeah, they can just, have whatever they want you one. yeah exactly yeah but then like i have to say probably like two-thirds of them just say oh no no it's fine don't worry about it Aww. so See, that's rare. And I mean, most hotels you can even go to, it's annoying too. I've, I mean, because sometimes people compare Airbnb to the hospitality hotel industry. I've gone to lots of hotels where my room was supposed to be an early check-in and then it doesn't work out. Something annoying, right? Yeah. Maybe their housekeeping staff are down, sick, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And and they don't offer any free meals or nothing, you know? So we do over the years, like it's person to person, right? It's your face on your profile. It's my face on my profile. Yeah. I don't just have a business entity. I'm still very personal. 
with my brand. We do have a new brand that's opening where it's just like by design B&B and that'll just be the company mm-hmm. is listing all these. But I find a lot of those are so impersonal. Yeah. There's other businesses out there that have, you know, that and that's maybe good for certain type property, right? But for us, we really want that uniqueness and they still have a person to talk to. Mm-hmm. Right. We run everything through a, a corporation because mm-hmm. I make enough income where it makes sense. Yes. But in the portal, it's still you, right? But on the portal, it's Carlos and Sarah. But then Aww. we have another account for our like not so great properties. Yes. Where you don't want to associate to your <laughs> reputation. <laughs> I don't want to ruin that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes have properties yes. that, you know, over time will slowly go down and yes. down and down. You know the bad reviews will come from those neighborhoods, yeah. yes. So we named that one Sarah and Carlos <laughs> instead of Carlos and Sarah. These are the tricks, guys. I think there's also the tricks of, you know, we like to when we first decorate and design because you also have that skill. You have the talent to make like your Airbnb wow and mm-hmm. to make it custom. And we do that too. Like we love design. We love that Airbnb is where you can play. You can make a bedroom mm-hmm. really dynamic and cool. You can make a Barbie room if you want. You could do something really crazy. And so when we do really cool locations, we love that we put our friends in there first. So we get all those perfect five star and we work with all the kinks, those first mm-hmm. few guests. So it's like, hey, my woman's group, I let them host and they all give me their feedback. What could we do? What are we missing? How do you like it? And then they're reviewing and they're booking a one night. We let other groups book. We let other people book. We let friends, family first. We try to do that always, get yeah. those first reviews. And those are all the discounted ones anyways. Airbnb kind of puts you on promo, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you're not getting somebody who books a month on a promo discount and you're like, oh, what did I do? Oh, people yeah. have screwed that up. So, so Double secret, discount. Secret for all you people, <laughs> when you do open up your Airbnb, Airbnb will offer you a promo for your first yes. two or three bookings. Mm-hmm. Accept it, then jack up your nightly rates to accommodate that. Because yes. it stacks on top of any other discounts you have. Yeah, if you have a weekly discount, a monthly discount, plus the promo, it's all on yeah. there. Everybody you're... always messes that up because yeah. then all of a sudden they'll get, like I had a two-bedroom two yeah. uh, apartment get yeah. booked for $1,000 for mm-hmm. a whole month. So it was like devastating, but at the same time. You're like, we're not even going to break even. We're not going to make bills. Like, <laughs> well, I guess we're paying for the property another month. It's true. It's true. So yeah, there's a lot of things now that are different about the, the tools. The tools of Airbnb, all that back portal is so amazing for us, but they keep revamping it to make it better. And sometimes there's a few little glitches. I kept seeing that if you just listed something from your mobile, it won't even put the cleaning fee. You have to like go back in yeah. on your laptop. Like a lot of hosts might miss stuff if they're newbies. It's very good to get an experienced host who's been doing it a long time to co-host with you. I've taken a lot of people that want to get in the game and I've trained them all the way up and I will take the co-host or the host position and help them to achieve super host before I exit. Or yeah. I might even stay on there so they can always, two eyes are better than, four eyes are better than one, you know, looking at what's going on. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. this person seems shady. What do you think? Yeah. Or what should I do? I'm feeling nervous about the situation that could be new to them. I think it's important, right? We all help each other in the communities. Yeah. yeah. I know, like at the end of the day, like you and I are competitors. Of course. But this community, for example, there's more two, than enough room. <laughs> there's 2,000 <laughs> listings in Edmonton. Yeah. But there's 60,000 people who are going to be staying there this year. Yes. So, and, and the other thing is like when you get a booking, mm-hmm. you're off, you're off the field. I don't have any yeah. more dates for that yeah. spot. So I've got to know other people. People yeah. call me all the time. So at the end of the day, like we do compete, but you know, like the level of like, cutthroatness in this industry just doesn't exist no it's not the same if i get 100 percent booked up everyone else is going to get all the future bookings oh exactly i i'm out i'm out of the game 
Exactly. So for that or for that weekend, for that year, for wh- however long it gets booked up. So that's one thing I really love about the Airbnb community is we're willing to tell each other all the little tips and tricks, yeah. all the things to help each other out. Because at the end of the day, we want everyone else to be really good hosts because that helps yes. the brand overall. It totally does. I hate when there's people that have told me, you know, oh, I stayed in Airbnb and it was terrible. And I'm like, oh, that host just is not the same as all us hosts who care. Because, <laughs> you know, they thought they'd get in the game. They, they don't leave it clean. You know, yeah. they thought they could clean themselves instead of having a good team. They may not have had any decorator. It looks like grandma's basement, grandma's stuff. You know, it doesn't look nice. It's just whatever disheveled things. Yeah. You know, they don't leave a free breakfast. They don't leave a nice welcome card. They don't have good Wi-Fi. They don't care about all the amenities. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. leave anything special. And it sucks because then people think that's the quality for Airbnb. And yeah. it's not true. There's so many amazing hosts doing amazing things in amazing properties. They're not all equal. Like at all. And that's and that's one of the big struggles to explain to people. I'm like, well, you know, you did go and book the cheapest Airbnb in yes, downtown. Forty dollars a night or something. What were you expecting? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Expectation, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I I had one person complain to me that how about how much more expensive I am than a hotel mm-hmm. in one of my downtown units because I was I remember, I can't remember who was coming to town. Yeah. I think it was Shania Twain. Yes. And so, of course, I jacked my price up. Me because too. I knew it was going to get booked. You got to double it at the, those nights, yeah. <laughs> and it gets booked. And they're like, well, man, like you were like 250 bucks. The hotel was like 180. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, but you got a kitchen. You got a whole house. You, you got a backyard. Me, you had me waiting on you, essentially, hand yeah. and foot. Yeah. You, you got all these extra things. Yes. But at the same time, people will book downtown get a cheaper place and then be upset that they got less service. Yes, so. it's true. It is your your quality that you care to have. I always prefer to have a home away from home. I have three dogs, so when I travel, I'm never going to a hotel because the hotel will tell me I can't leave my dogs unattended. The dogs can't get on the bed. The dogs can't this. The dogs can't that. And my dogs are little dogs that do what they want. So good luck <laughs> with me actually keeping them kenneled. They'd be barking. Yeah. And then I get a complaint in the hotel. Your dogs are barking because you left there to go get food, right? Yeah. So I always stay at home. I always stay in an Airbnb home and I don't care if the price is equal or greater at the Airbnb. I want the amenities. I want to feel like I'm at home somewhere, not at a hotel. I think that that was probably the biggest game changer because before I think 2021, Mm -hmm. air cover did not cover pets. Mm -hmm. If you had a pet in and the pet damaged the place, it was out of your pocket. (laughs) Then all of a sudden Airbnb said, hey, we noticed that more people want to have pets in there when they travel. We'll cover it. And that was like completely game changer. It was huge. And most pet people are really responsible for their pets. I mean, my little guys, they would definitely chew on something. Like they're chewers. So if I left them unattended, they definitely could chew a pillow up. And I would definitely tell my host, if I'm now the the guest, oh my God, I'm sorry, my little rotten piper chewed up your pillow and here's the money. And make sure he transferred them immediately and confessed. I think most pet people are used to, you know, taking that responsibility anyways, that Airbnb hardly needed to cover too much. Whenever we'd find little things, most pet owners always told us. Yeah. You know, or if there was poops left in the backyard, we we put everything there. Here's the poop bags. Here's the poop cleaner. Here's the foot wash. Here's the doggy bed. Here's the doggy dish. I put everything there. Yeah. yeah, we're super all about pets. We love the pets so much. We leave a treat there for the dog. We leave their name. We say, please take yeah. a picture and send it to us. We keep a pet catalog of all the pets that have ever stayed at our places. Yeah. So yeah, we do a lot of petty pet stuff, and and I think people really appreciate that. And then they do confess because they feel like we care about their pet too. We're not going to be mad at them. They're not going to be in trouble. We just want the confession ahead and if they leave some poops in the backyard my cleaners are all pet people so they're fine it is hard if you have cleaners that are terrified of dogs or cats then you might have a bit of a problem they don't want to pick that up yeah but ours are all pet people 
So, I mean, that's essential. I, I feel like I don't need as many listings when you've got a premium listing. You can charge more because pet people are used to paying. If yeah. I go to a hotel, it's 25 per pet per night. I'm paying another extra $75 to stay in any hotel in Edmonton. But at an Airbnb, it's a $50 flat pet fee, and most people are not going to charge me for my three little dogs any more than that $50 flat fee for my whole stay for a weekend, mm-hmm. a week. It's less, actually. Even yeah. though it seems like a big number, it's not. It's funny because I actually... On the places where I allow pets, I always put it high enough where if it's somebody who is expecting their animal to damage the place. Yeah, if it's like puppy, new pet. Yeah, they probably wouldn't book it. But if somebody who takes care of their pet, then they're okay with paying They're okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always found that like setting it like a, finding that threshold where it's too expensive or too cheap. Yes. It attracts the right client. I don't mind paying a lot (laughs) as long as the place is nice. Yeah. 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 It's very true. I always say to people, if they're having a lot of problems with their listing with very scandalous guests, your price too low. (laughs) Price higher and you won't attract those people. It's funny because as well, like it varies from area to area. Like I've got one bedroom basement suites in like Bonnie Dune Mm -hmm. or in like Clairview area. So like kind of like the more middle class, lower middle class areas. And I can set the price down all the way like to 60 bucks a night, 50 bucks a night. And I'll get some of your books and they're good. Yes. Yeah, if nice I do people. that downtown, oh gosh, you get these weird people who somehow mm-hmm. get a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> they book it for as long as they can and they trash the place. Yeah. Or <laughs> they want to. I'm finding now that I get people that were just booking for three days and then they'll keep extending one day at a time because they couldn't afford yeah. the week. That was happening a little bit too much downtown as well. We did get rid of our Queen Mary because we had an issue and I just said, I don't even want that on my reputation, right? Like, just like you say, it's my face, right? I don't have two accounts. I wasn't working two accounts. Now we're going to venture into Calgary and Kimberly and different properties and friends that we have that want to do more with Airbnb and partner with Mm -hmm. us. We have a campsite, Glamper Village. So now we want it to be a company brand, not just my face. Because campsites, somebody might complain about mosquitoes, Carlos, and then it's on me. There was mosquitoes. Like, I can't prevent mosquitoes in Alberta. So I want to definitely just put it to the brand's logo, not my face. There's so many bugs. It's camping. You are outside, (laughs) right beside a lake. (laughs) We're trying to kill all the mosquitoes before you get there. We try, yeah. 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 Oh, you instead say, are you suggesting that I be cruel to animals? I know. Is that what you're saying? I am vegan. I don't know that I want to kill all the mosquitoes for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we have yeah. a lot of fun. We do. Yeah. But it, some people can make silly, silly, of course, complaints that aren't yeah. personal, right? I did have one where it was like, oh, last night I couldn't sleep because upstairs was vacuuming at two in the morning and I could hear their kids running and it's the weekend. And so now we're getting the complaint in the three-star review because of upstairs, I can't control in an apartment. Yeah. Upstairs, right? So we do prefer houses. You know, you learn as you go which kind of properties are worth it and not worth it. But honestly, that downtown Queen Mary, because the cost of condos down there was so cheap, that condo was $60,000. We were in the black in three months. We had a lady come. Her husband was injured in an accident on work. Insurance was going to cover her to stay now from Fort McMurray in town to be close to Royal Alec Hospital. She paid a $3,000 a month with her two dogs to be in that two-bedroom dumpy condo we turned into a gym. And we were making crazy money just like getting in the... We were making insane money and the condo fees were so cheap in that building because it's a rundown kind of you yeah. know just getting fixed up regentrified neighborhood, right? And so sometimes your dumpiest properties, there's still so much on the equity when you fixed it up, you're in the gold, mm-hmm. right? You know you could sell it for double already once you fixed it. And now you're just making mad money. Nobody downtown's making more than 1200 a month in those little tiny apartments. And we were making three grand consistently, 
32, 34, every single month, even in low season, because she was staying there for six whole months, plus then, the, and just renewing each month, because who knows if her husband's better or not better out of the hospital. And then we had an epic guest, great guest, totally willing to pay premium all the time. Man, it's funny because, like you said there, most people make only like 1200 bucks a month. Max downtown. Yeah. You're never yeah. making more than that. Yeah, I've got arbitrage units downtown. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who don't know what rental arbitrage is, that's where you rent a property. And then sublease and then kind of, sublease yeah. sublease it on yeah. Airbnb. So. Yeah. I've got studio apartments downtown, mm-hmm. right across from Rogers Place. Just one bedrooms. Just or the studio, just studios. open. Yeah. yeah. I consistently pull in two to $4,000 a month. It's crazy good. Yeah, but... Some other girl, she ended up also doing the same thing in the building. She mm-hmm. didn't have a good relationship with the property manager. Mm-hmm. I went through all the work of making them think I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Yes. You're uh, going to protect their ass. You're going to protect their building. You're going to only vet the guests. Mm-hmm. They're going to have consistent rent checks. They yes. don't have to worry about anything. Yep. So anyways, they find out about it. And so the property manager calls me up and she's like, hey, do you have more units in our building? Because I have these pictures and mm-hmm. this isn't you. And so I go and I look at it, and literally this girl was arbitraging two-bedroom units. Yes. And they were, like, she had pretty much just thrown a rug down, a couple of grandma couches, and it's this little, very like, terrible, yeah. 24-inch TV. Oh, God. It was, like... It, it was, was sad. It was sad. it was very sad. No, Nothing on the walls. The beds had just were, like, I think they were probably, like, doubles. They weren't yes. even queens. But all of them, it, it was just, like, garbage. But she was charging 70 bucks a night. Oh, God. Whereas my studios were charging 150 Exactly. Now and you've got the competition right in the same building. Same building. She's got more bedrooms than me, so technically she should have a higher rate. Yes. Yet I'm the one raking in the dough. Yeah. So people don't realize, like... You can't just do nothing. It's yeah. not like that. It's not like you just open up and put college dorm-style mattress on the floor and make mad money. It's not like that. Yeah. you got to put the effort. Well, back in 2016, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that Airbnb story? Airbnb's very yeah. Original story is like some guys just wanted to make some slam jam money, and there was like some music festival, and they just were renting out like the floor and the couch, you know. But I get it; it's not like that legit permanently. You can't do that. The the actual name of Airbnb comes from air mattress, yes, bed and breakfast. (laughs) It was really fun. So if you want to look up their original story, it was that easy once upon a time. Yeah. So yeah. it used to be you could just go buy the cheapest stuff from Ikea, like the lack yeah. furniture. Yeah. Throw it in there. And you'll make money hand over fist. Nowadays, yeah. you actually have to put effort in. People do expect a better experience than that. You don't even have to do that much effort though, really. Like, what do you even think about shared spaces? Like, I did host now about six shared spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't like it if somebody is not me who's living in the shared space because you can't control what that host is doing if they keep their tv loud or do whatever and then you managing the guest below like if it's a upper house and a lower or if there's a long-term tenant and then your short-term airbnb we've done a lot of combos like that i find like that is hard it's very hard for the control because they could be complaining your long-term person feels like they always have the more rights to complain (laughs) i have this this weird thing and you know it's fair legally technically long-term has more Mm. right to the enjoyment of the property I have this thing where I have these guys. They were from Mexico. Nothing wrong with Mexicans. Just Peruvians are better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so they booked the place. They did not speak English. Airbnb has an internal translation app in it so you can communicate stuff. Yes. But they did not speak English. And they would at four in the morning every morning 
crank the TV up super loud. Ooh. So my upstairs guests were complaining. Yeah. And thankfully, I never, I didn't get any bad reviews from it. Okay, I had good. a couple of people say, yeah, some noise coming in from basement, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. nothing like, no one-star reviews or anything. No, good. But uh, they were a major problem, and they had booked for three months. So they're there. Mm. So I, don't, I, I was like frustrated with them. Then their buddies came and booked the upstairs, which was fine. So then, then they know each other. They know each other. <laughs> they, they argue with each other. But then the one buddy, who was the actual account holder, went back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Left his other people there who didn't speak English. I had to drag my mom out to speak Spanish to them. But as you, th- these guys were from an area of Mexico where they don't speak Spanish; they speak Mexican. Yes. So even All then, new dialect, you know, slightly <laughs> different dialect. Politics of the South and Central yes. Americas. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so even that communication was a little bit broken still, down, a little bit broken down, a little bit frustrating. But finally, we ended up telling them like, hey, you need to get out of this property because somebody's coming at 4 p.m. Oh, boy. So they ended up just going downstairs to where their buddies were. And there was five guys in a, in a one-bedroom unit. Oh, no. So they were a nightmare once again because <laughs> they were constantly loud. They were constantly yes. coming in and out, smoking yes. and everything. It was super frustrating. Shared space is tough. It's tough. It's tough. But at the same time, oh, you make good money. You make so much money. And especially in Alberta, too, there's a lot of houses like that with the basement suites that are nicer than normal basement suites. They're a nice, taller ceiling. I had a beautiful house in King Edward Park. I lived upstairs. So that way, you know, I would tell everybody, make sure they're pet-friendly people because they'd hear all this. The dogs tap, tap, tapping on the floor, right? All this sound from up travels down and all their smells of their cooking travels up through the vents right so you're never getting away from that so it's like i knew if they were smoking pot when i said don't smoke pot because you could smell it coming up through the vents i knew if they were cooking bacon <laughs> like you know but it is what it is at least it was me a lot of times we hosted very cool people mm-hmm. during the trump election we hosted a whole bunch of americans that were coming here to check out canada yeah. see if they wanted to move <laughs> and i was like oh really and this california cop came and it was his birthday and we celebrated because i'd open up the door yeah. between the two spaces and say come on up we got champagne popping for your birthday here it's somebody's birthday and the wife was so sweet so we hung out with them and opened the wine and we would allow them to share the backyard right but through our space so that they didn't let my dogs out you know so it's like how sociable how not sociable it really depends in this game too as a host how comfortable you are it's funny you mention that because back in when trump was going for the election i remember there was this girl she named her, because back then, your title on your Airbnb property would be what showed up yes. when you look at the property yes. initially. Yes. She labeled the title of her property the anti-Trump hotel <laughs> or condo or something like that. The anti-Trump condo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so boy. at the time, I was like, that is like genius marketing. However, this is the worst time you could do that. Because it was all the politics were blowing up on Airbnb. Yes. I'm like, all you need is some mayor to look at that. Yeah. And be like, what if my name was there? Oh, no. We need to crack down on that stuff. <laughs> we don't need anyone against us. Exactly. There used to be such little regulations to Airbnb. Yeah. You remember those good old days. The good old days were if you're a good person, you're a good host, you have good rational business acumen, you were left alone to just do whatever. And now we have all this tourism tax and we have all these like fees and you've got to have a business license. I always had a business license, but now you have to have a business license per location, every yeah. single one. And I kept bugging by the like, can I just have, because I'm a host, multi-host of lots of owners' properties, one license. Why do I need you know, every single location? I want them to change that. Actually, don't change that. <laughs> we specifically, because yeah. I was one of the people who was negotiating with the city yeah. council. We wanted one for every single property. Because mm. number one, the city gets more revenue, so they're happy. They're happy. They leave us alone. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> if your place gets shut down because neighbors go crazy, it only affects one property. One property, property not your whole license. Yeah. So then okay. you're insulated that way. Because if it was a license per, per uh, host, per host, 
one property getting complaints could shut down your entire portfolio. Your whole portfolio. That's true. Yeah. Keep them each like they're separate business entities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as your list, they are, but you can have like the lovely thing as a host, if you've been hosting for a long time, you're verified and super host and all these things, you can have kind of like a main page that shows like all your portfolio, which is kind of cool to send to people yeah. if they want the to like check out everything. Pro marketing page, I think it's called. Yes, it's mm-hmm. very cool. There's all sorts of different things that they're coming up with all the time, which is good that they care about us hosts that we tell them, oh, could we do this? Could we do that? Yeah, yeah definitely. The algorithm sucked this winter. Everyone had a big hiccup there where we were like, what? happened everybody that had high cleaning fees all of a sudden was getting no traffic these kind of weird things so it's always a game of like there's a little bit of Russian roulette to it and there's a lot of strategy and skill to it yeah and as well like for example there's right now a bug in the system I don't know when this recording comes out if it's gonna be fixed or not but the the mobile app instead of it being like you know when you have the range of the value of the properties it'll go zero to like a thousand dollars and then it'll say a thousand plus mm-hmm. the mobile app has this glitch where it's just a thousand so if you're mm. 1100 you're cut off from search results oh it's not even seeing it now so now this this is one of those glitches webmasters <laughs> it's the thing like the airbnb algorithm is so huge nowadays that no one really understands all of it yes exactly so, and, and they're all constantly adding new things. Like as, as the Edmonton's community leader, we get this little like sneak peek. So I know everything that's going to be coming out in the next mm-hmm. couple months. I can't say any of it. Sorry, yeah, guys. You got to stay tuned to Airbnb. <laughs> but like there's tons of tools they're constantly upgrading. And one of the things I'm looking forward to is like the upgrades they're doing to the co-hosting system. Yes. So one hack for co-hosting is you have admin accounts and then yes. you have a co-host account. Yes. So the thing with Airbnb is if you say something to a guest and the guest gets offended and they report you and whatever, they will freeze your account. But they will yes. only freeze the account of the person who said the thing. Yes. So I have it so that way Carlos and Sarah is an admin account. So that means it has all the properties. It does everything like that. Yes. But the, then it has two co-hosts. One of them is Carlos. One of them is Sarah. And then usually one of my cleaners. Yes. So that way, if I ever say something dumb, it'll freeze Carlos. It yes. won't freeze Carlos. Your main account, exactly. So that's one thing that you can do to insulate yourself. And they're adding a whole bunch of extra tools pretty soon that are going to be awesome. Of course, always keep your cool, even yeah, if a guest does bad cool. things. Never say sorry, <laughs> because for some reason, if you say sorry, it means you're guilty. <laughs> well, Canadians love to say sorry way too yeah. much. I don't know how we're going to avoid that. <laughs> I found out there's actually a law in Canada that's saying sorry is not an admission of guilt. It isn't. Yeah. It isn't, because we're just always apologizing for nonsense, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, somebody punches you in the face, you say sorry. I hope you didn't hurt your fist. Whatever, whatever I did to offend you. (laughs) Whatever I did to offend you to make you do this, I'm sorry. It is true. It is. We're just too apologetic. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been having a great chat, but Jeremy actually wants me to ask certain questions. Sure. So how about, really quick, what's the best deal you've ever done? The best deal I've ever done? Hmm... You know what? We had this uh, husband and wife coming from Washington, D.C. They had a family of four kids. Mm -hmm. So this is also, you have to have that perfect property to do a perfect deal. (laughs) I had a huge acreage. So we were rural, Strathcona County, by Glenwood Park Estates. It had lots of land on it. They had a service animal for their Down syndrome son. And the service animal was a potbelly pig and quite huge. And there's rules in Edmonton where you can't have farm popularly pig in a hotel you can't have them even in a city dwelling there's all these rules so they had to book outside of that zone it was summer peak season and i could charge my rates quite high i was just testing to see could i get 
6,500 for one month. Could I do the max <laughs> in June, July, and August? Could I get those high rates? And this couple absolutely had to find an Airbnb that would accommodate the whole family size and the pig. Man. And they booked. And I got the top dollar. And I was like, this is the best deal we've ever done. And we were still new to Airbnb. And I was like, this is a killing. This is amazing. Our mortgage on that little place was only 2700 a month. Oh, man. And we were making 6500 I thought, this is killer. This is amazing. I had just got it done. We'd only hosted maybe 10 people before this occurred. Going into now summer, we'd moved from there into the city. So we wanted to make sure that property, we weren't ready to sell it. They could make money while we were not living in it. And uh, yeah, it was like epic. And the family was so sweet and they sent me all the pictures of the pot belly pig and having a good time and loving our backyard and they were we uh, he took a job a very high-end job at the Edmonton airport so they were loving that it was short park and they could just scoot over yeah. through Nisku to the airport so it was it was probably definitely the most we made in three months at that property and it was probably the best deal we ever did plus we had to keep it all because it was our home we weren't sharing joint venture we weren't arbitraging we had very low costs we had a hot tub out there so you know water delivery and a few bills but nothing too major it was definitely one of our best deals and it was early on it really got me set for the whole if you don't ask for the top numbers you won't get the top numbers it does matter when you price it and it does matter how you price it mm -hmm. and sometimes you really luck out like an insurance claim or somebody that absolutely needs that type of property and they're willing to pay premium it was it was awesome it was yeah. a job transfer so it's not his money it's probably the job paying for the money right and american dollars to canadian dollars it was nothing it probably seemed like still a good deal to them right you know it's funny too because a lot of people get really antsy when they have vacancies in their calendar mm -hmm. coming up mm -hmm. i actually am starting to like it in my I smaller like units yeah when i have a month or two open yeah. because then i get like a a more big premium client. Premium yeah. client, big booking. Yes. My costs are lower because I'm not cleaning every weekend. Exactly. I so. prefer that it's the one month stay or the three month stay and it's those insurance claims or someone coming here to move here mm -hmm. because those are definitely more solid. You know they're in there. You can just spoil them with a cleaning every month. You know you've got the solid amount. You know you're booked up and you don't have that stress of like weekenders, just weekenders and your weekdays just getting dumped vacant, yeah. right? So... Yeah, the only problem I have some with a lot of the insurance companies I've had to deal with is they wait till the day before to ask to extend. Yes. That's so frustrating. I've been writing them letters saying we cannot hold, we cannot reserve. We're this, like I show them calendar from before, year before sometimes and show like we're usually super booked up. You have to, it's better for you to book and then cancel backwards and only lose three to five days. And then my calendar opens back up and I can book it, then you not book it ahead. So we did have to talk to a few insurance companies about booking longer than they think the rental is going to be. Even yeah. two weeks. Just give them the two-week buffer and then take it back. And we will give them a full refund if we book it. If we don't book it, we'll only keep three days yeah. of extra fee. So it's not that bad for them. But yeah, you got to educate those insurance companies. I know they like to... Leave it to the last second. Yeah. It's funny too because I remember telling one of them, hey, they booked in January. How This couple had their house burned down. Oh, so, terrible. Terrible. They yeah. were, but they the house is right close to their kid's school, so they really wanted to be here. Yeah. So the insurance company, we gave them a decent rate and because it was the yeah. it was January 2021, so things were slowing. Yes, yes. But I told them, hey, June 15th, we can't have you after that. Yes. And they're like, oh, okay. Because then, you go back to premium rates. Yeah. yeah. So... Literally, like every like 
two months they were asking last minute to extend we just started blocking out the calendar and expecting them to extend yes june 15th comes they're like hey can you just cancel all the other bookings and we can keep the family in there we're like no we told you we can't six months ago we can't go past june 15th yeah we can't and it's really hard on us hosts too because if you cancel there's cancellation penalties there's fees there's you know just giving you a bad rep anyways like canceling they get a chance to review you when you've canceled like it's all not good for us we never want to cancel no i'll do (laughs) I'll do almost anything to for the guests to cancel. Yes. Convince them to cancel. I had one time some dates opened up on a property where it was a similar thing. It's a a house that's for sale. Yes. So they didn't want the summer opened up. And then some of the dates just happened to open up. And I had to message the guests because they got them also for super cheap. Yes. I'm like, hey, sorry these dates weren't supposed to be opened up. But they were really happy about getting a good deal. Yes. So I was like, hey, and then at the end of the day, they were refusing to cancel. They tell me I would have to cancel. And I finally told them, hey, you know what? I'll tell you what. Why yeah. don't you hold those dates? I don't know what the homeowner is going to do for the summer. So he probably won't decide till like two weeks before if mm-hmm. he's going to open it up or not. Mm-hmm. So at the two weeks before mark, we might have to cancel your, your booking. So if you're willing to wait till that last minute, yeah. then, then uh, yeah, you can hold the dates. As soon as I said that, boom, they canceled. They canceled. There's always like a lot of strategy too. I'm the same. Like I've had where, you know, we list Airbnb, a lot of houses for sale and it could sell at any point in time. But then we do always try to move them. So because if you have multi-listings like you do, I do, I will call up other hosts and get them like a multi-listing location near me. I put them at Michael and Christina's like other people's property. Like, oh my God, I don't want to cancel. I'm going to, because a transfer means they won't lose anything. And it's still all in the Airbnb, right? So they don't even lose any of the Airbnb fee or the booking fee or anything. They just went from this listing to this listing. And usually they'll match price or a host will work with me or I'll be out a little bit. I'll e-transfer them a little hundred dollars instead of me being out the fee, the fine, the review, the everything bad. <laughs> Losing Superhost most of the time. Yeah, like you can't. A lot of people don't know this, but if you have one cancellation within a year, good luck and goodbye to Superhost status. It's never yeah. happening. Like, And we did have one year where things sold and we had to... Somebody will refuse and then you have to cancel and it's just worse than ever. You're like, and, and like people don't realize like it's different than when 2017. 2017, yeah. you could message Airbnb and say, hey, my calendar board is shutting us down. Yes. Or external the, reasons. External reasons are coming in. And Airbnb would cancel your whole calendar for you. Yeah. So nowadays, whenever I do that, I actually make sacrificial accounts. Mm-hmm. So I'll make an account for the person who's selling the Especially property. Especially if it's the first sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then that way, that account gets destroyed, not my account. No, not your personal. But it also gives you the option of being able to sell the account with the property. Yes, that's always smart. I should do that because a lot of times we had our King Edward Park house. We were there for two years and then we sold it. (laughs) <laughs> because I was going to Italy, we were going to doing traveling, I was doing other things, went to Croatia, we were looking about maybe just traveling abroad for a whole year. So we sold, that house sold super fast. Possession date, 60 days to a couple coming from like Netherlands here on an energy project, right before the COVID craziness happened, right? Then they went yeah. back and forth to home, you know, and weren't sure what they were gonna do. But that beautiful King Edward Park house was a very expensive house. So that's always when it's not the best deal. Like it was 850,000 to get into the top neighborhood like that. <laughs> And we had a beautiful two-bedroom basement suite, which we were making a killing. We were making the twenty-five to thirty-five hundred, depending low season, high season. And our mortgage there was like thirty-two, so we're almost living, you know, pretty low cost for living upstairs in a big fancy neighborhood. And the basement's covering most of our mortgage, yay! But 
anytime there's going to be a problem, of course, now when you want to get out of it, I had it in my name, the listings, all the furniture is already photographed. They could see all the revenue, but a lot of realtors didn't understand it back then, especially. They're like, it doesn't matter if you have Airbnb, we can't qualify this or add this for the mortgage mm -hmm. or to increase the value to sell it at higher. It's just a lot of naiveness in the yeah. real estate market, a lot of naiveness with realtors. And we really should still be including that because literally they would have like almost no cost. You know, yeah. we're selling it for only 30,000 more than we paid for it two years ago. But we have showed that it's revenue profitable for mm -hmm. a whole two years of perfect track record, yeah. which you could see year after year. You're basically selling a business within the house too. But if we don't fit in the box. We don't fit in the we're box. In the box so the banks don't like it, right? <laughs> like, and I'm like, well, we'll just, I could literally stay on as host of your basement and we could just sign a little agreement here that I'm your renter, like arbitrage style. Like that's the yeah. only way the banks will accept it. And then it's okay. And then it's okay. <laughs> then I'm it's a long-term okay. tenant. You have downstairs, Jen, but I'm never there. It's Airbnb guests. It's we so had, ridiculous. Sarah and I, we made a bet when yeah. we were doing our own properties that mm -hmm. this would be an issue. Yes. So we just, on paper, we arbitrage it to ourselves. You arbitrage it yourself. No. Yeah. Well, or the my banks can't understand. Yeah. <laughs> my corporation arbitrages it to mm -hmm. me. But I've only ever had one bank get upset about that because yeah. they're like, hey, you own this corporation. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, you can't be renting to yourself. Yes, you can. I'm like, that's why I said, I'm like, I, do you want to see the corporation's books? Because it's making money left, right, and center. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's doing better than me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you want their books, my books, which books? So they ended up just saying no. And so we just moved on to the next bank and they didn't care. They didn't care. Yeah. Exactly. As soon as you have that lease and you have the bank statements showing rent coming in on the first oh, exactly. month. Oh, exactly. And I'm sure they even changed the game again, Carlos. Like now I hear a lot of my clients that are looking for homes and they're looking to also have home plus rent revenue Airbnb mm -hmm. style multi shared like we talk about and they want me to consult and they want me to renovate for them or design for them to make sure they're gonna make premium and not make mistakes all these things we did wrong in the beginning you know I did every boo-boo and then yeah. ruined my super status in the first three months then I had to earn it back right all these things you don't want a new person to do so that they don't get frustrated or they take a bad guess and they want to get out and they just started right yeah like, don't do it. So it was really tough because the banks now with the interest rates, everything you can qualify for less and less and less. And even showing rental income, now they're taking less and less and less from that. Yeah. So it's like, can you really put an inflated? Can you put basement suites that only usually make 1400 I'm renting for three grand to myself because you really can make that on Airbnb. They wouldn't even believe it. Yeah. They don't believe it. Now they do market assessments mm -hmm. and see what it's done. They just see what the rental averages are and yeah. that's that. It's, it's super. Fun. And you know what? I, my heart goes out because there's a lot of flippers yes. who get caught with their pants down. Oh. And I get messages from them all the time. I actually sat down with a guy and same thing. Mm -hmm. It's downtown. Like this property that these got listed. Five bed or sorry, six bedrooms. What's it called? Avalon. No. Anyways. You know that building now? That area? Yeah. Bottom of the hill right beside the baseball diamond. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like chill hill, Connor's hill down. Yeah. yeah. But uh, literally if this guy lists this property because it's technically downtown, it'll be the highest cash flowing property in all of Edmonton. Yeah. The problem with the property, or sorry, I shouldn't say cash flowing. I should say highest grossing property. Grossing. By the way, short term rental world, we always talk in gross because everyone's expenses are different. Yeah. Net is all over the place. Yeah. yeah. For example, if you are cleaning yourself, your cleaning fees are going to be super low. They're going to be $0. You're going to be pocketing your cleaning fee. Yeah. If you're renting, going out commercial, you're paying anywhere from 40 to $70 an hour. If you have your own in-house cleaners, you're paying 20 to $35 an hour. Yeah. So there's a huge variation. That's why we always talk in gross. Yeah. Anyways, so this property would gross more. Like I told them, here's my two best properties. Yeah. You're going to do better than that. Exactly. He then gets excited. We start talking about it. Then we look at the numbers. 
And the reality is, at a 5% interest rate on an $800,000 oh. house, he's just going to be breaking even. I know. Yeah. I know. And, and on a long-term renter, he wouldn't even be breaking even. He'd be going exactly. in a hole every month. His his just his holding costs on his mortgage That's are forty seven hundred bucks a month. That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, Airbnb will make that, mm-hmm. but then you're literally just going through all this work. And the mm-hmm. other thing is, he also wanted to do this this thing where he would end up arbitraging on one end and then having professional management on the other end. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're getting squeezed from both ends. Yeah. Like you're yeah. going to have no profit or you're going to break even. Yeah. And so it was, a, it was an interesting discussion. And I told him like, hey man, like you're not going to make any money. He's like, well, can you lower your fee? I'm like, that's not going to help much. Nope. You mean like- You got to furnish. You got to do stuff. You know, yeah. like you, you can't leave it empty. Yeah. <laughs> even like, if we're magic at that. Even if I cut it in half, and you and you pocket ten percent more, you're still going to be negatively cash flowing like two hundred yeah. bucks a month. I'm yeah, like, you have you need to get your financing down. Yes. So and and that's with like probably what would be the best performing property in Edmonton. I know. Then you got like four hundred, three hundred thousand dollar, you know, mm-hmm. middle class homes. They're not going to make anywhere near that. Exactly. So. Exactly. It is true. Right now, I'd always prefer an older home. Yeah. I would. I'd always prefer no new builds. Even though it's beautiful, then you have no work. I prefer that. It makes my company more money. It makes them more money. When the mortgage is low, it's almost paid off. It's an older person owns this home and they're just debating whether to sell it or not sell it. Then we Airbnb it and they realize they could hold and sell at a peak time. They're not at the mercy of anything. Lower costs, not the maybe the premium neighborhoods, but getting there up and coming neighborhoods. Definitely right now, we're about to have the billions of dollars Poured into West Edmonton Mall. I wish all my clients, every investor, would just be buying Mayfield, all the dumpy West End neighborhoods, <laughs> Bellmead, Mayfield, yep. all of it, because we've done exceptional in those neighborhoods, and that's pre this crazy West Edmonton Mall conversion going on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We've done excellent there, and if somebody would hold old stuff, old stock that we could fix up, way better. You, you have yep. more room. You have less pain. Mm-hmm. If your mortgage is fixed and you're at that low interest rate, good. Keep it there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's one area where we found... Uh, Takeover mortgages, right? You could do things like that. Yeah. yeah way better. Yeah. Or agreements for sale. Mm-hmm. That's, rent to own. Yeah. Rent to owns. There's tons of mm-hmm. things you can do to access those interest rates. I mean, like the market will correct. Yes. Like probably in like three to four years. It will. Rates will affect, like interest rates will change, nightly rates will change. But until then, you know, you got to find those areas where you have that margin. This past two years with COVID and everything going on in the aftermath was our best two years we've ever had in business. Yeah. It's it like was. so odd. People are like, well, why would anyone be coming here? Isn't less people traveling? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? We've had the boom, the craziest boom, because people actually would have to quarantine from family and go to an Airbnb. People mm-hmm. were coming back and had to quarantine, would stay in an Airbnb. People were coming here for training or hospitals or helping people with the COVID panicking yeah. stuff and would stay in Airbnb. And there was so much revenge travel. Like in so this much. house, this is like the biggest capacity house in Edmonton. Yes. It was constantly, it was so common to say, hey, we're having our family dinner in yes. Edmonton. Half my family's from Northwest Territories. Yes. Half my family's from Saskatoon. We're just going to get together. We're just in the middle. <laughs> and you'd have it all, time and time again. People yeah. are saying, hey, we want to travel somewhere. We can't leave the country. Yeah. So we'll just go to Edmonton. Yes. Yeah. Lots of people were coming here. 
And yep. guess what else happened? I had more hospital surgery visits and recoveries than ever before because all the rural hospital pushback or surgeries that got postponed and then everybody was flooding all in finally when things were coming available and mm -hmm. everybody needed to stay and recover so i had yeah. one month long stays or babies being born or like crazy stuff people coming from everywhere i had a ton of those baby ones a ton of baby now ones now you mentioned it yeah i had so many people saying hey yeah. we're booking your place we like to book your place i'm having a baby yeah we just want to be in a don't want to be yeah. in the hospital. Don't go home. Yeah. Don't be in the hospital and just come and be near the hospital. Yeah. I had a lot of properties near hospitals. That's always our key. Near the touristy destinations. We love White Ave. We love King Edward. We love Kenilworth. We love Altwell. We love Bonnie Doom. We love all that because you're by like a lot of fun festivals in action. Mm -hmm. We love to be by Grey Nuns. We didn't mind. Millwoods can be kind of sketchy all over the map. But <laughs> Grey Nuns was good. <laughs> and we love being by Misericordia and we, and we didn't mind Queen Mary. I mean, Queen Mary, you get all the sketchiness. It's Stony Plain. Yeah. But you are right by Royal Alec and you can still get a very premium, lovely guest. That's one thing I tell people is like, hey, if you if you book on Alberta Avenue, if you buy mm -hmm. a house there, yes. you're going to have sketchy people. You're going to have people constantly complaining about being stabbed on the way to the Airbnb. <laughs> Hope not. Oh my not God. actually. But Nothing terrible. We had yeah. people complain that people were squatting, napping yeah. in the cold winter in the hall. <laughs> but uh, you'll you'll make money hand over fist. You'll make money. Yeah. Those so are if the you're zones. willing to deal with that, yeah. I'm not personally willing to <laughs> deal with that. You don't love it. You'll give me all the scary names. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> but like I know guys that they make they do really yeah. really well there. And there's pockets and places you can go. Yes, stuff. that are a little safer too. Each yeah. building could be a little more secure, right? Some yeah. buildings are more secure than others. Yeah, I so. don't mind. Anyways, Jenny Lee, yeah. it's amazing to have you. So nice to be here, Carlos. We, Glad we got to do this. We didn't even get to talk about how you built your brand, so we'll have to do that another yeah. time. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to. We'll surely have to talk about like the more resorty travel and campers and yurts and teepees and glamping. glamping we'll have to talk about that a yeah. totally different day. Tell them we'll talk about it now that it'll be summer soon. Yeah. So <laughs> before we go, if people want to get a hold of you, yeah, so I'm online, of course, on Instagram, on Facebook, all the social media. I'm not as good at the TikTok, but Glamper Village is on TikTok, so people could look up Glamper Village on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. They could also look up me, Referral Queens, or Jennifer Lee RQ at the end. RQ is for the Referral Queen. Yeah. So at Jennifer Lee RQ for Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I'm I'm really easy to get a hold of. Most people are just message me in there or message me in the social media. You can find my number anywhere. Or my business is out there. My brand is out there. And I always love to fix things. So anyone comes for beautification or fixing, that's, that's my jam. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in here. This has been amazing talking with Jenny Lee. I originally told her half an hour, and we're definitely way over that. <laughs> so if you guys have any other questions, feel free to send us a message, and we'll maybe answer it in the next one.